0: All right, hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the Omni Talk Spotlight series, where we discuss the technologies, the companies, and the people that we believe are shaping the evolution of retail. And today we're here live from NRF. I want to give a big thanks to our show sponsor, Listener. And for those of you that remember, Listener powers transactions and better checkout experiences across the customer journey with the most advanced ultrasonic technology. You can visit L-I-S-N-R.com for more inter- more information, listener, person, present, and proven. And they're also at NRF in booth 1206, which is where we're taping, recording this podcast, I should say, not to sound old and outdated, but recording this podcast live from the show floor. So I'm excited because we've been doing a special report with my guest here for quite some time, special re- report that we called Who Won the Week, Amazon versus Walmart, and today... We're going to kick it up a notch. Today, we're going to look back at the entire season with the company that's been producing that report, Market Beyond, and their CEO, Yuval Yafrag. Yuval, welcome to the show. Hey, Chris. Pleasure to be here. So I'm excited. So we've got the full season recap that we're going to talk about. And then you guys threw a little twist in here as well. So for those that stick with us, we actually threw some target information into this as well in comparison to Amazon and Walmart.
1: Yeah, we did. I mean, it was very interesting to see how Target blends into the picture. We're going to talk about it in a few minutes, I guess.
0: So tell the audience, for those maybe that aren't familiar, that haven't seen all the activity on social media around this report, it's been generating a lot of buzz, a lot of views. Who is Market Beyond? What exactly is it that your company does? And then we'll get into the report specifically.
1: Great, Chris. So, uh, yeah. So first, let me st- let me start by saying that you know, it's uh, I'm really happy and excited to be here. Uh, it's the first time we're doing this. i uh, meeting you guys in person. It's good to have you. Yeah, great, great. Thank you. And it's first, so Actually, it is our first time at NRF for Market Beyond. Okay. So amazing event, amazing opportunities. We're just starting the day and already have been through some very, very interesting people and meetings. So with regard to your question about Market Beyond. So as mentioned, my name is Yuval Ifrach. I am the CEO and one of the co-founders of Market Beyond. I know Chris, is a bit challenging. That was so tough, I know, I just I was like, oh
0: my gosh, I butchered that probably terribly, but <laughs> it's not my first time either, but
1: I apologize. Perfectly <laughs> fine. And what we do, we provide e-commerce intelligence for online retailers using machine learning and AI. We're working today with some of the biggest names in the industry. Um, as for myself, I've been working with big data for the past 16 years. I guess you know it's even before the days it was called big data. Back then, it was just a lot of data. Uh, and for the past four years, I've been uh, leading market beyond. Now, we started the company about four years ago with the ha- with the aim of helping retailers become more data driven in running their online operations. We built uh, what we call the revenue intelligence platform, and, and this was a system that was developed with a retail first approach. It was designed to integrate into retailers' life cycle, starting from the planning activities of understanding which product to sell, what kind of inventories levels should I have, identify trending and new products that go into the market and so on. Next phase is the selling part, where we work with the retailers and provide them with actionable insights on a product level, category level, uh, measuring revenue leakage, identifying product inefficiencies, identifying opportunities where they should, in fact, double down and there is much room to make more share. Uh, And the last part is the analyze model which provides the retailers with the understanding with a health check of how their uh, online market share is doing, what is currently trending in the market, and how they're doing versus the competition. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think that last part is really what drew me to you guys. I think I first met you guys as a company, I think it was back at Grocery Shop in 2018, actually. So we're a little over almost a year and a half now. And it it was that last part because for me, having run uh, e-commerce for home furnishings at Target.com, just understanding just how much of a gap there was in terms of market share analysis on the e-commerce side of the business against what you traditionally had, say in bricks and mortar retail with some of the bigger mm-hmm. companies that provide that information. And so as we were thinking of for this year, I think it's a good backdrop because as we were thinking going into this holiday, you know, you and I at were saying, let's do something different. Let's do something with this data that people haven't right. seen before because it is so real time. It's so it's so it's so interesting to look at and so fast. Let's do something a little different. Let's do something a little bold. And and so we came up with this idea of who Uh. won the week, Amazon or Walmart. And we started putting that information out. It's been fun to read. I got to tell you, it's incredibly telling. I'm curious how it's going to play out against everyone's financial statements. But from your perspective, as you look back on on what we've done, let's set the table. What was the report? What type of methodology did you guys use? Uh, What type of information went into it?
1: Okay. So as you mentioned, it was the whole idea was to look at the the holiday season and understanding who's winning the week right we hoped it wouldn't be amazon always and 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 we did find some interesting surprises there right uh (laughs) we play no favorites here (laughs) (laughs) definitely uh so in in terms of the methodology right that's awesome the main idea, and, and, and this is something that we always love to do, was to let the data lead and let the data uh, do the talking for us, define the methodology. We didn't have any preset ideas right. of how we, what, what we expect to see. Um, you know, we don't know how the holiday season is going to act. And so we started tracking both right. Amazon. I wanna, if yeah, I can, like ahead, that, sure. I
0: thought that was, as we were doing this, one of the most interesting things too is we never knew what the week was going to show. Especially when you went from Black Friday to Cyber Week when there's all these different dimensions. So every week it was like a new experience for us.
1: It was. And so the way it worked, we started looking at both Amazon and Walmart online sales during the holiday season. And we started looking at it on a daily and weekly basis, measuring. And we basically let the revenue intelligence platform start to find interesting insights. And... The idea was to look at the holiday season period starting from a week before Black Friday, and we ran it through all the way up till, till the end of December. Um, and we the idea was to set a baseline mm-hmm. before Black Friday, right, to see what are the differences uh between Amazon and uh, Walmart, and then to see and track the different behavior across the different weeks. And We did see some changes over the weeks. Um, what else? I guess you know, in terms of what we looked at, yeah, what categories old, did you look yeah. at? So it was a uh, the idea was to look at everything we didn't want to limit the system so we looked at you know starting from toys to consumer electronics clothing babies and and pretty much everything All the key categories that matter during the holiday season. Precisely. Mm -hmm. Precisely. And again, you know, it's where the data led us. We we didn't know uh, what kind of insights we would find about toys, consumer electronics, and so on. Uh, And it was also interesting to see how different categories shine during different weeks, right? It it wasn't the same uh, a week before Christmas and Black Friday for
0: sure, especially if stores started to come into play in a given week as well with some of the retailers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what what were some of the, let's get to it. I mean, what was, what was the big takeaway, maybe one, two, three big takeaways you guys had on the whole season looking and
1: analyzing this report in retrospect? So I think I would mention three big takeaways. The first one, which wasn't a, a surprise, but you know, it's always interesting to see the numbers is yeah. that Amazon really dwarfs the competition, right? They're huge. Uh, Amazon sold during this period 14, that's one, four billion dollars versus Walmart, which only sold 2.1 billion in their online stores. Seven times as much. Seven times as much. And this is crazy. Uh, <laughs> in addition to that, right? I mean, if you look, I mean, let, let's uh, find some toys, right? With toys, Amazon sold $3.1 billion in toys alone for the period. It's 22% of the sales only coming from toys. I guess, you know, people are doing a lot of present giving to kids, right? But not only kids. We saw a lot of adult, uh, you know, grown-ups. Yeah, they're buying those Legos too because that was a big big brand in the report. The PlayStations, the the Kindles, and so on. other than that, um, I think it was also interesting, really, to see how Amazon is uh, is doing really well in the in the women's clothing, right? In in just one week of uh, of the period, Amazon sold as much as as women's clothing as Walmart sold throughout the whole period. So it's really great to see how Amazon is starting to become bigger and bigger in clothing. So that was crazy. So when I was looking, ba- I, I want to stop there because.
0: That statistic, as, we, as I was looking at this information week to week, and especially in the end of season recap, was pretty powerful. Like for the entire season, how much volume did, did Amazon do in women's clothing?
1: In women's clothing, it was $1.8 billion during the period, which is huge.
0: $1.8 billion for Amazon in women's for clothing, Amazon. the category you don't think about them for. No, never. <laughs> whereas Walmart, across all the categories you surveyed, did $2.1 billion. Precisely. Wow. It shows you what it shows you what the entire retail world is up against,
1: and it was a lot. By the way, a lot of Christmas-related clothing, pajamas, um, even uh, you know slippers, socks, socks, of course, right? Yeah, yep. we saw a lot of that. It was really interesting to see, but not only that. Yeah, what else? What else jumped out at you from the report? So I think you know we didn't know what to expect when it comes to Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and mm-hmm. when it comes to mm-hmm. Amazon, they pretty much behaved. Similar, it was three point six billion dollars for each one of them in Amazon alone. Uh, and you know, a- a- another uh, interesting point is that uh, each week of the Black Friday and Cyber Monday were fifty percent more of what Walmart did throughout the whole season. Right, and goes to show the magnitude. Yeah, I mean that's important. I think to call out, like, so
0: Amazon from Black Friday week to Cyber Week, basically the same volume. It was unchanged. Like I think you said, three point six billion. Walmart, though, very, very different. So that Black Friday week, a huge week for Walmart, almost a billion dollars. Right. But then it falls down that following week, Cyber Monday week, which everything's digital, only about a half a billion dollars. Uh, I think that's pretty telling.
1: And what was the category they sold really well over that first week of time, Yuval? So there are, we saw two uh, impressive categories. It was TVs, Uh, which was a very big category. They did really well. It accounted for uh, 20% of their uh, sales. Uh, I guess it makes perfect sense, right? I guess that if I had to define the second interesting Mm -hmm. finding is that stores, you know, when stores are part of the equation, like in the case of uh, Black Friday, this is where Walmart still grabs a significant share, and TVs is a great example of that. My guess is that people want to see. They want to go to the store. They want to see how the TV looks before making a purchase, uh, and, and this is something, by the way, that Walmart should definitely double down on and, and, and utilize this. as They definitely have a competitive advantage there. Yeah, you have to think the buy online
0: pickups in store behavior for e-commerce you know, played a huge role in that because people are going to want to see their TVs, to your point. They're going to want to pick them up themselves. That's not something you want to leave on a porch at some undetermined time in the future when you're spending that type of money. Yeah, precisely.
1: Uh, and and the the realization of that was that during uh, Black Friday week, so Walmart share was twenty. We, we always compare the share between Walmart mm-hmm. and Amazon, right? During uh, if throughout the whole period, Walmart was about between eight to twelve percent of Amazon. During Black Friday, they climbed all the way up to twenty-one percent. And as you mentioned, after Black Friday, so they roll back down to uh, to the eight to twelve. So it's uh, this was week this was the only week where mm-hmm. Walmart won the week so kudos to Walmart uh, still I guess you know much work to do for the the rest of the period 100% it's a great point that you're bringing up too is it shows
0: you the extent of just how big is big like even in the best week of the season when you had all the firepower in the world devoted to some place like a Walmart with all the activity that's you know complementing it in store the highest they got the market share in all the surveys categories was 20% Otherwise, throughout the season, it vacillated between 8 and 12%. That's, that's a pretty telling statistic. All right. Well, let's talk more. Let's, let's add in the third element. Okay. So now, I know we don't have this week to week, but we listen to your comments. If Andy, if you're out there, we listen strongly. We always listen to our loyal OmniTalk <laughs> listeners. But we wanted to bring some Target information into the equation. So, so where did Target stack up against Walmart and Amazon over this
1: holiday period? So, first of all, yeah, adding Target, you know, was uh, really fun because we knew it, uh, it, it has special meaning also for you. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah, it always does. It always will. <laughs> uh, and so, Target, when it comes to the, the share, Target represented 3% of, uh, across all categories throughout this period. They roughly sold half a billion dollars. Half a billion? Yeah. Um, interesting to see that Toys was 30% of, uh, of the overall sales. Yeah, that blew my mind. That was amazing.
0: Yeah, what did that mean?
1: So it's, it's a good point. First of all, we saw that about 5% uh, of that share came from Walmart. So Target is, is giving a good fight to Walmart when it comes to, to buying toys. I guess, again, the fact that you can buy online, uh, pick on stores is also important in, in that sense when you have uh, restless kids at home and you want to buy them something, right, before yeah. Christmas. Uh, not to blow that. Uh, other than that, still huge room for growth for Target when it comes to uh, o- online operation throughout the, the holiday season period.
0: Yeah, that's a good point too because I think, and if you if you're reading the report and, and we'll put the link out uh, in the in the podcast notes as well. But the point you've all you just made there is, is is really compelling against Walmart too because if you look at the toy category, it was huge business for Target. Amazon maintained its share in the category relative to how it did overall. But all of that share that Target essentially grabbed in that category came from Walmart. Correct. So it does does beg the question, how did whatever Walmart did resonate with consumers on the toy front? And also, what is the point of differentiation, I think, for a place like Target, where it's always been more about the families, families with young kids, and where are they going to go in this landscape where Toys R Us isn't as powerful as it used to be, Mm -hmm. and people still want that place to shop. And, And then they also did some interesting connections with the new iterations of Toys R Us, too. So... Overall, it looked like Target was winning the toy battle. Um, and as you mentioned, they're still very much smaller in scope, but really interesting to see the numbers in comparison. Uh, well, to close it up here, as we're sitting here live from the show floor on NRF, what were some of the other maybe kind of fun facts you saw? Were there any brands that sold really well? Uh, any categories of products? What else did you find in yeah, this
1: report? Uh, there were a few. The uh, first one is, you know, how big... Apple is. Apple was the biggest brand. They made one billion dollars in sales in all three retailers. Yeah, they were followed by Samsung and Nintendo. So Still, electronics brands. Electronics brands. The uh, the new Apple uh, AirPods were huge. Big uh, sellers. They, they were the they were I think the number one and number two uh, top selling products in all th- uh, three retailers throughout the period. Wow, which is huge. Uh, people like their uh, Apple AirPods. And <laughs> what was the
0: best selling toy?
1: i'm toys. curious yeah so this was lego lego was a best yeah, brand yeah. not a big surprise i, I think i you know, I had a big influence myself. Did you? Uh, yeah. What'd you buy? Uh, Star Wars. Legos, you did? Yeah. Which ones? Uh, wow. The uh, the Millennium Falcon. You did? Yeah. For my kid. Oh my God. I bought the X-Wing. So yeah, yeah I did. did. We put oh, it together. Yeah. yeah. We put it together <laughs> and have for, a whole uh, fleet. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> that is so awesome. So yeah. So great to see that Lego is still, you know, uh, I, I mean, nothing really changed. I used to have the same toys when I were a kid, when it comes to uh, to Lego. Totally. Other than that, in the in the ga- video games uh, and consoles, Nintendo won the won the battle by by far. They they scored more than fifty percent of the market um, for Nintendo Switch, and and then they were followed by uh, PlayBox and Xbox. Each one of them accounting for about twenty percent. So I know this is a big win for Nintendo for sure.
0: That one blew my mind. That's and that's something again. I would have no cognizance of without seeing the type of data that you guys can provide, but. I had no idea Nintendo you know, was basically the equal of PlayStation and Xbox from a share perspective. No idea the magnitude of that brand and how strong it is in the marketplace. So that, that, Yeah, that was really cool to see.
1: Yeah, I, I think the last one that, that's always also interesting to mention is the fact that if you look at all three retailers, the top five selling products were all consumer electronics. All consumer so, electronics. Yeah, it go, goes to show again you know, the, the, the strength of that category and, and why, I guess, it it, it means a lot to, to be selling consumer electronics online. Yeah, I mean, back in the days when I was, I was running home during this period,
0: during the season, I can remember I, I, was, I was working with this guy named Bruce, and and he had toys and electronics. So everything for him during this time of year was toys and electronics. He got everything, and I was just trying to sell as much home c- as I could with whatever advertising <laughs> assets I had available to me. So, Bruce, that was a fun time. Hope you're listening. But, uh, yeah, this season's all about toys and electronics. Well, that was awesome. Again, you... Definitely got to check out the report. You can find it, uh, uh, of course, at Market Beyond, uh, with Market Beyond. And they, if they want to learn more, if they want to find the report,
1: uh, or if they want to learn more about Market Beyond in general, Yvonne, where should people go? So, if you're here at NRF, we are at uh, the innovation uh, platform that's uh, booth number 7099. So we'd be happy to, uh, to have you show you through the reports and our other uh, capabilities. Other than that, I mean, you can always uh, visit our website, drop us an email. I'm Yuval, that's Y-U-V-A-L, at themarketbeyond.com, spelled as it sounds. Uh, you know, and we're always happy to, to talk to interesting people. There is much to learn. Absolutely. And what's the website URL for those listening? So that's www.themarketbeyond.com.
0: Themarketbeyond.com. Well, awesome. Thank you so much to my guest, Yuval Ifrak. Close enough. Got it closer yeah. maybe that time. <laughs> um, and a thanks, of course, to our sponsor, Listener. We're live from their booth at the show. If you're interested in their technology, it also is super cool. Be sure to stop by a booth, 1206. And, of course, to everyone out there, especially if you're in New York this week, be careful out there.